Welcome to the Life Source Church Money Works Podcast. All right, we're back Thursday uh, with our second week into Money Works, um, our stewardship focus for uh, this year. And uh, I'm Dave Langren again, back with Walt Graham. Uh, if you don't know us by now, then you obviously don't come to the church. <laughs> uh, interesting topic this week. Um, what did you find um, most people struggle with the most based on what your topic was this week? Well, I think what they struggle with, it depends, right? If they've grown up around the church or they learned to, if they've learned to use the tithing principle, starting with the tithe, right? And that, that's got their hearts in the right place. Those people probably aren't struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, they got it today. They were reminded. They were encouraged, maybe challenged to, to stretch their hearts some more. But it's, it's the people who have never heard this before. Or they've maybe heard it, but they've never really tried it before, right? And it seems like a huge leap, mm-hmm. right, to take and jump to 10%. And so I think they're probably struggling with that. And then they're struggling with it in comparison to all of their other financial issues. And if, if they're like so many people in our culture, they have a huge amount of debt. Mm. You know, and that just really, how in the world do we give like this and pay our debts? Which is a good question. And it's an excellent question. And it's something that, you know, especially I would say this generation deals with more. Um, education has become such a critical thing. And I would say oh, right, a lot yeah. of the people, they're dealing with thousands of dollars of school bills. And they're trying to manage, okay, how do I get the job I need, get the education I need, and then pay it all off? Right. And then. Can I get a job that's going to do that? Um, now, one of the things that I, I know that I've found helpful um, is, is a budget. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably talk about that in a little bit. But it's funny, this week, as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, man, there's so much of this message that is so counterintuitive. Right. It, it's not the natural, oh, yeah, that makes sense that I... I have a little bit of money, and the best way, thing to do is to give more of it away. Um, but I, I guess, would you say, it, it, I know you, you stress the whole issue of the heart. Um, what do you think God's really trying to get at in the heart with this whole idea of money? Well, I think that, I mean, we have the great command, right? Love God. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus says that's the first and great command. And he said the second was like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And really when we're talking about giving here, that's what we're talking about, right? If we're giving to God first before anything else, what we're saying is God is more important to us than anything else. Uh, And so, God, we love you. We want to give you this place in our lives. And so we give to you first without even knowing what it's going to mean in our lives, right? And so that's about loving God. And then also, our giving, whether it's to the church, organizations, or even just personally in our lives, is about loving our neighbors. And so, um, I really think that's what God is going to do. And because Jesus didn't say it, but we, I, we connect the idea of hearts and love, right? And we just had Valentine's Day, and what was on the Valentine's? Pictures of hearts, right? <laughs> so, uh, we connect love, I mean, the heart with love. And so, when Jesus says, you know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Where your treasure is, that's what you're going to love. Okay, mm-hmm. so I really think it's getting down to do I love God. In fact, interesting, uh, we'll probably see it in one of the sermons before we're done. Second Corinthians chapter eight, uh, the Apostle Paul was talking to the Corinthians who had mm-hmm. said, "Oh, we are, we do love God. We're going to give, 
-hmm. We care about, you know, serving God. We want to help these people who need this money. And then they hadn't followed through on it yet. And the apostle Paul says to them, it's time to prove the sincerity of your love. Mm -hmm. And so as harsh as that might sound up front, the idea is, is our giving can prove the sincerity of our love. It's a way to do that. Definitely. I would definitely say that. Um, going back to the idea of kind of how you steward your money. Uh, that's how I always kind of view this whole idea of having a budget. Um, how long have you had one? A budget? Yeah. Well, it depends on how long I've had a good one that I followed, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, we learned some budgeting years ago, um, but it's really probably in the last 15, 20 years that we actually really, I mean, lived by the budget. Uh, my wife has always been good at living by the budget. I tend to be the one who says, well, in this case, maybe we should spend it. Um, so, I mean, she, and she handles it now. The budget buster. The, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. But she um, uh, does an excellent, excellent job of that. And so what she does, and we do talk about it some, uh, but every dollar that comes in, we say, what's this for? Right? What's it for? And it goes into some category. Uh, this is to pay electric. This is to buy groceries with. This is for us to go out to eat when there's enough money in, you know, in the envelope. Or, mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, a lot of years, it's made a huge difference, you know. Like I said, I had a general kind of budget off and on, and then it really became powerful when I let my wife take care of it. Mm. Yeah, see, so you bring up a great point there. You know, powerful, the power of the budget. And again, that's another counterintuitive thought. You know, we think, oh, budgets are restrictive and they, they prevent us, but they really empower. Um, you know, it's one of those things where if you have X amount of dollars in entertainment, you can go out and right. you have the freedom and the power to do that where, you know, sometimes people spend money to go out to eat, but oh, that's the rent. Yeah, that's right. Or what they do is they put it on the credit card bill because, let's face it, right? Life's hard. We've been busy. We owe this to ourselves. And they go out and they put, you know, their meal and maybe their friend's meals on the credit card. Mm. And when the credit card comes in, they don't really have the money for that. And uh, so let's just talk about debt a little bit. You think? Sure. Okay. Um, debt. You know, what do people think of debt? So I think here's the... Here's the determining factor, and I call it the key test. Okay. Okay. Because um, I'm trying to think here. The key test is this, that if you are in debt on something, you've, like a mortgage or a car payment or whatever, if push came to shove and all of a sudden you, your circumstances change and you can no longer make those payments, that you could hand the key to the bank and your debt would be taken care of, mm -hmm. okay? And so that's like a house. You need to have a sufficient equity in it so mm -hmm. you can hand the key. You could, the car, you have to have, you know, uh, you can't usually go buy a new car with 5% down <laughs> and have this work. I mean, we're talking about, and, sure. and even on cars, we, I would agree, let's try to get out of debt, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but so if you can't do that, the idea, so on the credit card bill, you go out to eat and then you go buy an entertainment system and you do this, and now all of a sudden you're tight and you can't pay and you're trying to struggle, do we tithe, do we not? And you can't, get, you can't tell them to come and repossess the meal <laughs> and they aren't interested in coming and repossess the TV. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be after you, right? Because yeah. you're legally obligated. So that kind of debt we just need to stay away from. We need contentment, mm. right? Being content with what we have 
and then trusting God that he can and will provide whatever we need. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go into debt for things that, like I said, you can't pass the key test on. Don't have to do it. Yeah, that's definitely, I, it's like a status thing sometimes for some people. I mean, it's easy to like, oh, you know, I should be able to do this and I should be able to do that. And when they can't, sometimes they just think, oh, you know, why can't I? Right. Well, I think the idea is this. I mean, you say, if I can't pay for it now, what makes me think I'm going to be able to pay for it next month or the month after? Yeah. Right? Now, I know there's this mindset, oh, well, you're going to make more money in the future and you'll be able to pay it off. But, uh, boy, the whole school debt thing, I, that's a really hard one. And, you know, at some point we might want to think about getting some resources to help people with that. Because um, the government is just, they, when, they, when you owe them, <laughs> they're coming after you. So uh, nobody's really asking here, but I think that we encourage people to get your education with as little debt as possible. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, don't buy into that whole thing. You've got to go have four years in a car and at the elite at Harvard, school. Too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so not that education is valuable, very valuable. That's Absolutely. not what we're saying. Absolutely. So. so tell me about your experiences with following the budget, because you guys, I know there are times in your life, especially when you're on the mission field out there, you had not very much money. And no. yet God worked in your life and did some amazing things, right? Yeah, it does. About those? There's an element of um, God's intervention, I think, that comes into that. Um, you know, the first house we ever bought, which we never thought we'd own a home, uh, being on the mission field, um, God enabled that. And it was one of those things where he just provided opportunity there. Um, and it was a God thing. Because we, on paper... It just didn't seem like it worked, but God opened some doors to, to enable you us to great, do that. You got a great price on it, right? Oh, an incredible price. I mean, a house that was probably four times that. It was just it was in an area where there was a huge exodus of people, and they had a, all kinds of housing, and so they were trying to get rid of it. Right, so this is what we're trying to say, right? That if, if we will think of things God's way, God can do things, right, yeah. that we can't see. We don't know how he's going to do it, but he can. He's not limited. Absolutely not. And so it was one of those things where we were able to actually, it was cheaper for us to purchase that home than it was to pay rent in that area, which is very uncommon. It's a God thing, right? A total God thing. But it starts with honoring God up front. It does. And it's one of those things where, you know, and that's where it comes to focus. Um, you know, God being first. And I know you talked about first fruits and that whole idea of putting God first and it is a challenge, and it is a struggle in the sense of... From a human perspective. Right? Putting him there, because we always want to put ourselves there first. And so it's like, you know, this is, I'm honoring God, but not only that, I'm learning how to be submissive to him. Do you, feel like, to him. do you feel like when you give to God first that it changes your perspective on the rest? Well, it does. I mean, you know, I joke, we joke about it now. It's like, you know, if we have something that goes, that, that comes up unexpectedly, it's like, oh, man, God's car has a problem and he needs to fix it. And so it's like he's going to kind of figure out how that's going to work. And he's been faithful. Um, sometimes it's, it's with money we didn't expect to come in that comes in or it's a refund on something because uh, something has changed. And it's just been very incredible to see how God meets our needs in all kinds of different ways, ways that you would never anticipate. Right. And so the idea of a budget, we sit down with a budget and we, we say, okay, so what's our resources, right? Okay, give to God first, mm -hmm. and then you begin to budget out by priority, right? Food, mm -hmm. shelter, that kind of thing, and push it out. Then when we live that way, we can avoid debt. 
-hmm. the kind of the consumer debt that we're talking about. Yeah, right? you pre-spend your money is essentially what you're doing. You're, you're saving saying, it for I'm going to spend it here, I'm going to spend it here, I'm going to spend it here. And so it's like, you know, you are spending your money, but it, you're pre-spending it, and so you know we have right. enough. And we, we aren't offering at the moment. We, we probably offered again at some point. But Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey, go online, Wonderful Dave Ramsey. Resource. Great resources to help you think right about this stuff. So Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, we are way over time, uh, but I think it was certainly profitable and the things that we needed to talk about today. Uh, make sure you join us this Sunday uh, for one of our services, or you can also catch us online like you are now. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in one of our services. And there's so much profit from understanding what God uses money for. And not only that, how he's provided in the gifts and talents that we have that we can also give to him. So we're signing out today. God bless.